let's let's see what happens. Let's go to a sex party. And so I went and I loved it. <laughs> she comes back and she's like, so like there's two stories and on the bottom floor you're just mingling and it's like the best everyone's so respectful way more respectful than a bar she's like you would love this and then upstairs the fucking's happening you don't even have to have sex she was like just enlightening me and I was like tell me when's the next one welcome to the secret life podcast tell me your secret I'll tell you mine Sometimes you have to go through the darkness to reach the light. That's what I did. After 12 years of recovery in sex and love addiction, I finally found my soulmate, myself. Please join me in my novel, Secret Life of a Hollywood Sex and Love Addict, a four-time bestseller on Amazon. It's a brutal, honest, raw, gnarly ride, but hilarious at the same time. Check it out now on Amazon. Welcome to Secret Life Podcast. I'm Brianne Davis-Gant. Today, we're pulling back the curtains of all kinds of human secrets. We'll find out what people are hiding from themselves or others. You know, those deep, dark secrets you probably want to take to your grave or those lighter, funnier secrets that are just plain embarrassing. Really, the how, what, when, where, why of it all. Today, oh my God, I'm so excited. I have two guests. And let's welcome Lindsay and Madison. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) What is your secret? We're We're friends friends that go to sex sex parties parties together. together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that was the best, like, off but kind of on. So you know, we were not together at all. I love it. Let's, like, we can, (laughs) let's roll with it. Like, (laughs) you go to sex parties together. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Well, we do a lot more than that. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, let's take it back first. Okay, how long have you guys been friends? I really want to know that. This is my longest friend as an adult. Like, I've been (laughs) friends with, (laughs) I would feel like almost nine, nine years, almost almost a decade. Yeah, yeah. This didn't start right. We met actually in (laughs) a professional leadership program that had nothing to do with sex for many years. We did like a professional program together and we're, um, and like then, landmark momentum, that kind of thing. Yes, that yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I guessed it. I love it. You totally did. Yeah. So were you guys going through hardships when you did landmark? I think landmark's great. Listen, it gets a little intense, but I think any program where you can learn about yourself. Yeah, no. So the program that we were doing it is actually mm-hmm. for, it's one of their, hire programs for entrepreneurs wanting okay. to like launch. It's re- it's, I was definitely not going through a hardship. I was like, I'm going to launch the, my career, okay. um, from this. And, um, and I think Matt Madison, you were the same. Yeah. I was in college and I was like, how do I make my collegiate experience more badass and set yeah. me up for success? And I, so I wanted to be in this entrepreneurial community, like while in college. So when I graduated college, I just already had a professional community to tap into and network with. And mm-hmm. little did I know I was going to make my, some of my best friends and start going to sex parties with yeah. them. <laughs> okay. So when did that <laughs> friendship and leadership program transfer to sex parties like what was that joke okay okay, okay. There, there was a little bit of a bridge so I'll I'll, okay. I'll tell the story super quick 
we, we, so Madison met her husband in the program. So mm-hmm. I was throwing her bachelorette party and one of the gals bought her this book called Pussy Reclamation by Regina Tomashar. Great okay. book, changed our lives, opened up this whole conversation. And me and Madison were going through sort of parallel storylines. I was with a different partner at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was starting to confide in me that she was bisexual. Oh. And then I started confiding in her, hey, me too. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's such a I love it. So, okay. So that's another. So that's both in, you know, heteronormative relationships mm-hmm. at the time with men, both of us. She was married. Okay. To, you know, um, and so we, and so I, I don't, how did, I think I brought up the idea first, didn't I, Madison, about the sex party? You, yeah. So I remember you, you were, you were with your uh, previous mm-hmm. partner uh, and. <laughs> oh my God. You guys should see her grin right now. It's really funny. <laughs> I, it's just, it's just the absurdity, it's so right? Absurd. Like I remember you were like, so you went to one with I did. that. You went I to went one, to one for, which is so you scoped it out. You went with him. You came back with a full fucking I report. Did. You were like. You're gonna love. But wait a minute! Bitch. What made you even think to do go by yourself or go with your partner? Okay, I mean this, this this part's a little fucked up. I mean, I'm okay, I love curse. a fucked up story. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's what secret life's about. Like, so it up. so my, my my partner at the time, my ex, he's now my ex. Basically, uh-huh. like it's so cliche. Went to Vegas, cheated on me. I caught him, and then we had the conversation where he was like. I just don't think I'm meant to be in a monogamous relationship. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very open person. So I was like, okay, like we worked through the trauma of the cheating. And I was like, let's give this a try. Like I'm, I'm, I'm bisexual. Let's, let's give this a try. Let's go. Let's, let's open it up. Let's, let's, open let's see up. what happens. Let's go to right. a sex party. And so I went and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. She comes back and she's like, so like, there's two stories and on the bottom floor, you're just mingling. And it's like the best, everyone's so respectful, way more respectful than a bar. She's like, you would love this. And then upstairs, the fucking's happening. You don't even have to have sex. She was like, just enlightening me. And I was like, tell me what, when's yeah, the next yeah. one? You know, like, so then she, her interest is peaked. So then, <laughs> I'm now like, I need to talk to my husband about this. He's interested. Yeah, um, <laughs> naturally. naturally, he's like, okay. <laughs> but let me just tell you guys, my husband and I have talked about, we've been together for 18 years. We haven't done anything like that, but okay. he's not interested in it, and either am I. So it's, I find this fascinating because it's not something I'm interested in doing, but how do you even find yeah. a sex club? How do you even find a sex party? Like, I have right. no idea. I'm like a newbie. Right. You would think I would know, but I don't. Well, I mean, we've, we've, we've honestly mm. graduated at this point. So like, I'll, t- okay. I'll tell you for anyone listening who's interested, I'll tell you a few resources. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I literally just Googled it and okay. I like I Googled it. I was like Los Angeles sex parties. And this, this thing came, I forget what it's called now, but it was like one of those websites where you submit a picture mm-hmm. and then you pay for the tickets. It was like very expensive. It was like, you know, pretty expensive. So which How much? I, like just the estimate. A couple so hundred bucks okay. per couple, you know, like, but, but that, but 200 like 200, two or 300 a couple, but that price point, I find kind of weeds out the riffraff a little bit. Like you're like, okay, these people are committed. They're serious. Got, yeah. They're serious. Yeah. So, um, and then there's a whole consent based conversation and their security, but Madison and I, we started going to parties like that, but we've graduated. (gasps) We now like (laughs) throw our own. I I would say there's like a difference between a sex party and a play party. Okay. 
So now we, you know, we've thrown our own Madison Stone a lot. And um, we have a whole sex positive community. Basically, like all of our friends are polyamorous now. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Did you taint all your friends? <laughs> kind of. You're like yep. in your web of like, let's play. Yep. We did. And then we started meeting more like-minded people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. at, this, at, a, at a traditional sex party, I would say you go and it's strangers, which, you know, if that's your kink, like that's cool. Yeah. But, um, but, but Madison, I guess I can let you, you really explain the difference between a sex party and a play party pretty well. I love how you said like we graduated, like there is like an (laughs) evolution evolution. here that you, that one goes through naturally. Yeah. So in, in, can we talk about non-monogamy first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So non-monogamy as an umbrella Mm -hmm. term, um, you know, people also are like, okay, is that an open relationship? Is that a polyamorous relationship? Like, is it swinging? Like it could be so many things. And, and it really comes down to your boundaries and, and communicating them and you can kind of be fluid and you can, you can bounce around in the spectrum of non-monogamy. You could try polyamory and then you could close your container. Yeah. Right. So in the context of like play party, sex parties and play parties, <clears throat> I would call a sex party poly fuckery. Okay. Never heard this that is, before. We're there too. <laughs> Fuck. And polyamory literally translates to multi love. So, you know, and I've had people in my day be like, are you even poly? Like you don't want to go out with me and have sex with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, because I'm poly. I need to be attracted to everyone who wants to fuck me. Are you yeah. kidding me? No, you still have to it's be attracted to somebody and yeah. like them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so what I feel like we really saw is like at these parties, like they're, you're there to have sex. So there's an element of like fuckery, okay. like let's call it no judgment on that. It is just what it is. Or you to, go meet, and or to meet people done. and like expand your community, which we did as well. You, Yeah. And and uh, I feel like those connections are like a little bit far and fewer. Like definitely we've made friends at every party we yeah. want to and added them to our community. It's not like you're going to be in conversation with every single person. There's like a very clear intention. Yeah, I mean, you're going there like, with a purpose. You're fuck. not going there to like... <laughs> we, you went yeah, yeah. Purpose, yeah. <laughs> Lay parties though are really inside of community, inside of people who already know mm-hmm. each other. Um, there may be other activities. There might be a focus on sensuality or some sort of workshop component, um, maybe a meal that's shared. It doesn't cost money because it's within a, a, a community oh, of friends. Yes. So it's, we're not, char- no one's charging anyone to be there, right? Someone in the community that that's generous and living in their abundance will host one. Yeah. yeah. So it's very, very clear difference of, of like energy. Yeah between two worlds, right? At a sex party, you don't know people. People are buying a ticket from a company's website. Which can be, right? which can be really hot too. Really <laughs> yeah, hot. So, any I mean, stranger. I mean, give me, give me something dark and dirty and seedy and I'm all in <laughs> it, you know? Well, I and get the cool, it. The cool- we took our whole friend group to a Like, sex we literally, okay, you want to hear a crazy secret? Wait, you secret? took your play, play, you hear another secret? Yes, <laughs> but let me just say, you took your play fuckery and took it to the sex party. Is no, we took, saying? like, our normal friends who had never been to a sex party and convinced, like, eight of our friends on Halloween a few years ago to all go to the sex party together. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, get this, though. Our friend, the mm-hmm. other co-host of um, Clit Talk, our podcast, Got pregnant at the sex party. Monogamous as the I mean, it was well. with her. It was with <laughs> her husband, but still. Oh yeah. Oh my god, it was with a stranger. No, 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 no. baby. With her husband, Welcome. they had been trying. No, but the, yeah, but I mean, but so like, and like, sex parties are like the first. The cool thing about sex parties too is there's 
you know, some people are going to have sex, but then some people go just to voyeur, right? Yeah. Just to watch, just to watch. And so the first few I went to, I didn't have sex with anybody, me and my partner just watched and that, and some people go just to do that. Some people love to be watched and that Mm -hmm. can be really hot too. So like, if you're like monogamous, you could still go to a sex party and kind of spice things up just by watching and get all hot and bothered and then go home and have sex or something. Like people do that too. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, everybody thinks because I am in recovery for sex and love addiction, I don't believe in like open and I'm down for anybody's sexuality and what that looks like as long as there's no secrets, no lies, communication, trust, all of that. So Mm -hmm. I'm, if this is like floating your boat, like look them up and get some information because anything to connect to another human and, and have that love as long as it's safe, I believe I'm down for, but here's the one thing I'm, and I think people are going to be with your partners. Did you become jealous? Have you guys got it like addicted to one specific person or any crazy things happen like that? Or is it just pretty? I I would say for me, it's been a huge evolution. Like since starting to open up my Mm -hmm. marriage and going by going to sex parties, and then to play parties. I actually had a girlfriend before we went to our first sex party. I started a relationship with a woman because I came out in my marriage at 24. Yeah. And um, my, husband, my partner allowed me the space to have this girlfriend. She ended up like breaking up with me like eight months in because she met a man and wanted to like spend forever with him, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, and blah, blah. Madison's over <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. That fairy tale. Blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And, and for me, it's been such an arc over the last five years. Like, yes, I used to be so jealous and how, and my partner used to attract women that would just make anyone Mm. jealous, not because of how they look, but their way of being just was not authentic. Mm. And I didn't feel fully honored and respected and seen and appreciated and valued for sharing my husband. And like, here we are five years later, my, my husband has a girlfriend who he's head over heels in love with, who he wants to spend, also spend the rest of his life with, who is so high vibe. Like literally this woman is so conscious and incredible. I, I love her. We share, we exchange. I love you. It's like, there's no, there's, there's just only compersion. Compersion is when you have joy for someone's yeah. joy and pleasure. Do, does she live with you so, guys or no? No. no. So she's no. just a girlfriend down the street or across town. I mean, across town, we live in Los Angeles. Oh, yes. So yeah, she lives in another part of LA and yeah, they see each other. Like, you know, my husband is a, is a, as a pilot. So he's gone about 60% of the time. So like when he said he wanted a girlfriend, the first thing I had to look at was like, shit, I only spend 12 days a month with you. Now I'm only going to get to spend eight. Wow. Okay. Did that take process so I, for you to, or was it pretty quick since you've already been? If in? this was quick because of where I'm at now, I mean, I, I am a, communication we're communication and intimacy yeah. coaches we 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 practice what we preach we we have a community of like badass this has um, been like a multi-year evolution us. for you absolutely yeah, five yeah. years in the making like i didn't just get to this place of being like i have compersion because my husband's in love with another woman like no that took years of work and and fails like he had you know over the last couple of years he had two different girlfriends that were just they were just disasters oh. like it was a it was we almost divorced we almost divorced but guess what it takes a village mm-hmm. to have a relationship right? This is something that me and Lindsay live by. Like I am clear with, without my community and Lindsay being like a pinnacle of that, like a main face of that for me, I would not be married to my husband. So we would have not made it. We wouldn't have been able to move through those conversations. Had we not done tantric couples counseling or therapy or like we relationships so, are yes, work there was a time. they are, are hard it's, work and you have yeah. to put in the work if you want it to survive and they are going to shift over the years i mean how my husband yeah. and i was 18 years ago to now we shifted and you have to 
And, right. Ma- and Madison is in a very different place than me. So obviously I started this journey with someone who's no longer my partner and, uh, and was, I did my best to, I was, you know, so in love with him, tried everything to make it work, but I was honestly brought into the world in a pretty traumatic way. Mm. Um, what the actual, the actual sex part, seeing him with other people didn't make me jealous, but there was no aftercare. There's a lot, if you're going to, you know, enter into a conversation like this, whether it's swinging or polyamory or the occasional threesome, there's aftercare that needs to happen and conversations and communication. And it was basically like deal with your own shit and that doesn't work. So we, our relationship didn't work for a plethora of reasons, but when I was single, (laughs) I was loving the lifestyle. I was like single going to my girlfriends and sex parties. I was, you know, the guest star and a lot of threesomes. And that was really empowering for me. Like mm. I had never Do you think you done found that. your sexual, your sexuality more. Yes. I mean, the journey that we've gone through the last, you know, since reading the book and the podcast and everything, I processed through so much shame, mm. sexual shame, sexual trauma, and for I was in my early 30s and sexually empowered for the first time and having sex on my own terms and doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. I wasn't worried about being called a slut. I wasn't worried about what people would think. I was sitting with my sex center and asking my body what I wanted to do. Mm, that is so empowering. That just gave me the chills because so many we are taught as women not to honor our sexuality, to yeah. downplay it, to yeah. manipulate with it and to yeah. you to sit in it and say, what do I need and yeah. where this is coming from and pure communication and not using it as a currency, your sexuality. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, I have yeah. to say, you know, we were talking about Landmark earlier. Mm-hmm. Madison and I have done I've done so much transformational work and therapy (laughs) and all this stuff. And the reason why we're so, I'm so passionate about this conversation is because the missing link for me was bringing it together with my sacred sexuality Mm -hmm. and really like breaking through those barriers of what was shameful. What did I want? Like another breakthrough that I had is I'm a very kinky person. I have very kinky taboo fantasies. I like role play. Ooh, can you give me a couple? <laughs> um, I mean, I love to pretend that I'm like the babysitter and like the dad comes home. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorites or like, um, you know, like a ring of soccer dads. Like I'm just like, <laughs> like this teenage slut. Oh my God. I love it. I mean, it's all, it's all, it's all, fa- it's all dad. fantasy oh, for it's me. Fantasy but- and fantasy is great. You know, that's what it's about is mm-hmm. fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And, and, mm. and, but for a long time, I felt so much shame because those are, those are pretty taboo fantasies. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I'm something that's called like a cerebral kink. Like I don't need to be tied up or spanked. Like it's all in my head. And once I had that knowledge, I was able to step into my sexuality and really ask for what I wanted. That's beautiful. And now yeah. you're in a relationship, you said. Yes. Okay. So so I went through my whole like sexually empowered single time. It didn't last that long because now I met my now fiance. Um, and so we're honestly in a very different position. Madison is sort of like the success, <laughs> like the poly princess. Like she's like, she's done so much work over these last years. I have basically been in a monogamous relationship for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a few experiences, but there's a lot of fear for me. Like when I like from like trauma and past and 
the way I presented myself to my partner when I first met him was like, yes, I'm down for this stuff. But now that I'm deeply in love with him, I'm really, a f- I, I'm a, f- I was like a fear. And so once again, I'm having to sit with myself and I'm like, what do I really want? Cause for him, it really is the way that what he desires. And he's been so patient with me. So now we're actually about to sort of open things up again after many years. And we are going to, we are going to go to a sex party where we don't know anyone. Cause that feels safer to me. Oh my God. That feels <laughs> 10 times safer to me than a bunch of people I know. So when you yeah, guys said right you were with now, your right friends, now. I was like, no go for me over yeah. there, but like yeah. strangers, no problem. Exactly. So, and, and that's that. why like both sex Love and play it. parties are great options for wherever you're at. So, and we're just, <laughs> We're going to go and explore it and see how, and see how it feels. You know, my last partner, I would say like, if you have a partner that's trying to force you into this, that's, I felt forced before, but if you have a partner that's willing to go step by step with you and be patient and explore it with you, then I think it's a great fit for a couple, you know? It's definitely a recipe for success. <laughs> it is. Yeah. If you have the tools. The recipe for because success. you guys did the tools. You need the yeah. tools. You actually have to work through the trauma well, and, and all the, that yes. stuff. I believe. I believe. Yes. Absolutely. And doing the work as a mm-hmm. couple. Like these two have like, they have shown up, right? To like do the work as a couple and go through uh, counseling and all of the things that would set them up for success. You know, it's not like. Hey, let's go to the sex party to fix oh, this no. thing. It's like, hey, we've worked on ourselves and now, now what do we want to create, yeah. right? That there works abundance energy versus like, oh, we're going to, we, there's, there's something wrong and this will fix right. it. That, that's the, always the recipe for disaster, heartbreak, mm-hmm. turmoil. Don't do that. Don't, don't do non-monogamy because you think it's going to make oh, your God, relationship no. better. That's like, that's like having that's like a child have when your no. relationship is bad and you're like, let's bring a child. That's there's literally gotta, what you're doing. It's yeah, a, no, there's gotta exactly, be some genuine desire on both behalves. Like do not do this for another person. It's not going to work. And so it's not going to work. And so, so here's where I'm at with the late party sex party conversation, you know, is like, I have, I have one coming up. Okay. My husband's out of town. I do have a boyfriend also that I'm He's so in love with. Rock it's star. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, there's another actually. secret. We've got lots of secrets. I'm dating a secret. <laughs> yeah, it's been like I'm so I, I'm just like a little kid right now. Like I'm like the, Is the rock star life. single. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's single. I just was like, okay, okay. I was just stopping. And I have this. I and my other. Yeah, I'm like I have this. Is uh, he on tour right now? Like we're trying to get this. He's literally left. Just got on a plane right now to yeah, go on tour like today. Gotta see who's touring. <laughs> Everybody, go look and see who's touring and try to figure it out. <laughs> try to get Try to guess. Try to figure out who I'm dating. Yeah, and he just actually said I love you for the first oh, time the other I didn't day. Know that I know. I know. See, like that for me, like that would never work for me and my fiance. Like, like the, she, Madison has like other relationships. Like, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. I'm looking to do is like the occasional threesome here and there. Like, no, I don't think that would work for me either. I don't think uh, I would want my husband uh, to say I love you to somebody else. I think that I'm just I would never yeah. be able to handle that because I already had so much trauma and fear of intimacy and abandonment mm-hmm. and yep. self worth, and it's taken over like. 15 years to work on that. So yeah, yeah, it might work for some people, but it doesn't mean what you go through is any less important than what she's going through is what I love that you both are coming from different aspects and using this. And look like we still make out. Well, you two make out sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Secret number three. (laughs) I know. How many secrets do we have in this episode? 
Like in our group of friends, like like everyone's had sex with each other. I know that sounds really weird, but like when you, when you like, when you go, like it sounds super weird on one side of the curtain. And then when you go through and you really transform the conversation of the difference between love, intimacy, and sex, right? Mm -hmm. They can all be together or they can be separate things. Completely. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I always say though, like the weirdest thing about a sex party is how, when you get there and you're in the middle of it, how not weird it is. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it would take like two seconds and you're like, oh, this is actually feels kind of normal, but yeah. Oh my God. This has like been the best episode ever. Literally. (laughs) I can keep talking to you. I know. I want people to hear your podcast, which is so great. So can you tell them a little bit about your podcast, how long it's been on, where they can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the podcast is called Clit Talk. Um, we have over 250 episodes. We've been doing it for five years now. We have, you know, we are really pleasure researchers, I would say. Mm. And we've interviewed everyone from medical doctors to therapists, to porn stars, to sexperts, to tantric teachers, everybody really. And our goal is to remove shame from what some people would perceive taboo topics. And we cover a plethora. Like I know we've been talking a lot about polyamory and sex parties, but we also cover, you know, sexual health, you know, masturbation is really a health conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, really like body liberation, we cover a plethora of things. It's really just to, our goal is to have a million people living what we call a pleasure positive life and And to educate and open and to open the conversation. Yeah. Exactly. And so like what's, what's come of our work actually is last year we launched our, um, we have an eight week live immersive, um, online course called sex and empowerment. And we launched it last year and we're launching it again this year in March. Um, and so we have, um, a couple, I think some free masterclasses coming up, like because of this journey, we have become intimacy and communication coaches and really bringing communication to the realm of sex and empowerment. Um, and having people have the same sort of results that we have, not just the sex parties, but like we've launched our careers. We've, I found the love of my life. Like this whole conversation has really changed our lives. And so we wanted to synthesize it into eight weeks for people that what took us five years to accomplish. <laughs> so, oh, I love, I love <laughs> anything taking, taking your journey and giving it to other people so they can heal and go through the yeah. process and yeah. get to their, exactly. their peaceful, serene, happy not happy all the time, but place where they feel attached to themselves and feel love for themselves. Yeah. And then, and then if you, if your listeners want, we do have a free gift that we'd love to offer. Oh yeah. They Um, love free gifts. Yeah. If you, if you want to jumpstart into the podcast, we have taken kind of like the five years and put it into a cliff notes, if you will. It's like a free um, audio training. You can just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide and get a free download of a bunch of our best sex tips of the last five years, our best advice, our best communication tools. And it's all in one place, a little Mm -hmm. free gift for everyone. And we'll put that in the description so you can just go there. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you both so much for coming on. This has been such an education for me Mm -hmm. as well, being in the sex and (laughs) love arena of addiction, obviously, but I love looking at the other side of it and seeing how, yes, I deal with like the negative and how, how it can kill you pretty much. And you Mm -hmm. guys are trying to bring it into the light. And so after you do the trauma work, all of that, I suggest to go and like get attached to your sexuality and how you actually want to be in this world yeah. in a healthy way. Yeah. Is There's what lots I love. of options. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be polyamorous I mean, to be sexually empowered. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. And literally, you know, just to like leave this here, leave it on this note is that sex is sacred. And by sacred, I mean, healing pleasure is medicine, you know, and when we like, we reframe our relationship to our sexuality, the depths of intimacy, connection, bliss, pleasure that can be experienced is profound. Mm. So we're here to show up for this conversation differently. This is a spiritual conversation. You know, it's not, it's not about P and the V. This is about like expanding into expanding our highest self if we choose to look at it like that. So once you've done your trauma yes. healing, very important. Me and Lindsay have both yes. gone through that. Therapy, I am, the whole the gamut. I've experienced a lot of sexual abuse. Yeah. Like we, we've, we've been there. I've, we've, we've experienced unconsensual sexual experiences mm-hmm. um, and, and it took years to do that mm-hmm. work. Keep doing your, keep doing your work it's perfect. It's unfolding exactly as it's supposed to be. And we are here for you when you're ready to tap into your pleasure positive life. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Madison. And thank you for having us. Oh oh my God. I just got inspired. Anyways, if you want to be on the show, please email me at secretlifepodcast at iCloud.com. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please subscribe, rate, share, or send me a note at secretlifepodcast.com. And if you'd like to check out my book, head over to secretlifenovel.com or Amazon to pick up a copy for yourself or someone you love. Thanks again. See you soon.